Well, the ceasefire in Gaza seems like it was about a month ago. We have entered a new and very bloody phase of the Israeli-Hamas war. Jordana Miller is covering the proceedings in Jerusalem. She joins us today from ABC News. Jordana, what is the latest? What is happening today as the war intensifies? Well, Israel is really focusing on the southern city of Khan Yunis. Uh, what is another uh, major stronghold of Hamas, uh, really the, the second largest stronghold after Gaza City. Uh, and essentially, uh, Israel has been carrying out very intensive airstrikes there for a few days. Um, but today we actually uh, saw the tanks and troops uh, come into uh, Khan Yunis and start fighting Uh, with Hamas militants, close combat in the eastern part of uh, Khan Yunus. Uh, And it seems that the army is uh, really lining up in a way that looks like they're encircling Khan Yunus, and they will eventually move closer in, which is what they did uh, in Gaza City, what they're in the middle of doing in Jabalia, in central Gaza. so very intense uh, combat going on. Are you able, Jordana, to get a sense of whether they're actually conquering Hamas members? Well, tonight, actually, the Israeli prime minister, uh, the defense minister, and uh, the general in the war cabinet all gave a joint press, uh, uh, I guess, address to the nation. Uh, and they are, um, I mean, all of them said that the Israeli army are taking out, killing uh, Hamas fighters, uh, you know, as they speak. Um, So, you know, they are trying to essentially disrupt the different um, divisions or, or, or battalions that Hamas has in the Khan Yunus area. And it's going to be weeks, really, of fighting there in Khan Yunus. Uh, I mean, Gaza City took weeks to get until they until Israel felt they had kind of broken Hamas's hold on Gaza City. It's likely we'll see, you know, the same few weeks of intense fighting in Khan Yunus. Jordana, the Israeli military is accusing Hamas of using civilians as human shields. Do you know if that's accurate? Is that really happening? Absolutely. I mean, Hamas has embedded itself in every facet of civilian life in Gaza, from schools, hospitals, UN buildings, mosques, residential buildings. I mean, they have, uh, you know, stored weapons and rocket launchers, uh, you know, and, you know, and as well as building their underground tunnel network uh, underneath you know, huge swaths of, of Gaza. Um, you know, this is their one, this is their modus operandi. It's been, you know, their MO since, since they, um, you know, since they pushed out the Palestinian authority in a bloody coup back in 2007, they've spent 15 years building this very intricate uh, and complex terror, you know, city, terror city. And, Um, And, you know, it's right there next to civilians. 
within civilians. The reason I ask you the question, Jordana, is it seems to me the ceasefire would have been a time to flee, to get out of Dodge, to try and protect yourself. Were they allowed to? Who was Hamas allowed to flee? Was anybody just in that Gaza area allowed to just get out, flee, try and find safety? Right. So um, there was free movement all throughout the Gaza Strip during the ceasefire because, you know, there was no combat going on. Um, But it has to be said that you can't get out of the Gaza Strip unless you have a second passport or you're, you know, uh, a foreigner, a foreign national. Otherwise, Egypt's not allowing Gazan refugees to get into the Sinai Desert, even temporarily, to take, uh, you know, shelter or find safety from the war. Uh, And that's for a lot of different reasons. I mean, Egypt also sees Hamas as an enemy and doesn't want to take the risk of letting civilians in that could include Hamas members. Um, The other other part of, of the other important point is that you know, Palestinians uh, that live in Gaza, that is their home. Egypt doesn't want to uh, even give the impression that it is, you know, doing, it supports some kind of population transfer um, out of the Gaza Strip. Uh, no one in the Arab world wants to do that, and Israel doesn't want to do it either. So, uh, I mean, the, the downside is that people are trapped. They're trapped in Gaza. You talked about uh, Netanyahu speaking to the people today. It seems like there was that opportunity for the ceasefire. It seems like uh, for the trading and getting the hostages home, it seems like he's doubling down on his military strategy. Can you talk about what he said uh, about that? Absolutely. I mean, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu believes that the only thing that will get through to Hamas is sheer military force. Uh, he says that's the only um, thing that brought Hamas to the table when it came to uh, the first round uh, of releasing hostages and the week cease- the one week long ceasefire. Uh, that, by the way, Israel and the United States uh, accuse Hamas of uh, of scuttling that extension of the ceasefire by refusing to release the women that they have, despite having committed to that earlier. Um, but Netanyahu firmly believes that only when Hamas's senior leaders, Yahya Sinwar, who masterminded the October 7th attack, uh, or Mohammed Def, another top commander, until they are under the gun, um, you know, only then, you know, with tanks near their hideouts, uh, will does does Netanyahu believe that uh, Hamas will think about releasing or negotiating over the rest of the hostages. There are 138 hostages in in the clutches of Hamas. Eight of them are Americans. Israel particularly concerned about the young women that Hamas will not let out. Given now, it's taken several weeks, but now, you know, some of the survivors and certainly the people who came and found the bodies um, strewn across southern Israel after October 7th, um, it's clear that Hamas raped dozens of women and mutilated some of them as well. Um, And 
you know, Israel is deeply concerned about the safety of the young women, um, given that, you know, that could be happening in captivity also. ABC's Jordana Miller on the ground in Jerusalem. Jordana, thank you for your time. We'll check in again soon. Thank you.